When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Revenge is always a personal matter. This week on the podcast, The Hardy Boys Case Files number 1, Dead on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses all things young adult pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. I am today on the podcast and bringing the book to us, we have guest Alex Fernie. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, you brought us this book, The Hardy Boys Case Files, number one, Dead on Target. Yes. I had never, I did not know there was a case files. No, I, I feel like I should yeah. apologize too, uh, because I brought this when, when, uh, Lindsay emailed out about uh-huh. your guys' podcast and I thought, I've thought about it since I was a child. I had read it once before as a child mm-hmm. and hated it then uh-huh. and I <laughs> like hated yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. pitched it. So I, I feel like I should apologize because as I was reading through it, I was like, oh, y- this is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> insane, insane works well yeah. for podcasting. Yeah. Though. Mm-hmm. I do feel like some of our best episodes have been the ones where I'm going, what? Yeah. yeah. What is this? What? Um, yeah, no worries. I was fucking thrilled about this entire book because it was. Yeah. Thanks, Fernie. Really what moves. a roller coaster ride. Every chapter Every ending on a cliffhanger. <laughs> it was at a point where towards the end, I was so inundated. I was like, what, another explosion? Who cares? I yeah. love that every chapter ends on a cliffhanger. Every single one. It's, every single one. Mm-hmm. Great. It's, it, this book posits that all children are stupid. And yes. that if they're reading this book, they will think that the heroes will die at the end of every, every chapter. single yeah. chapter. <laughs> that there's no <laughs> base pattern recognition in children. And then they'll go, well, <laughs> clearly, Joan Frank is dead this time. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, nope, nope. They get saved somehow. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like the rest of the book and series say. is like just a really sad, <laughs> yeah. like the family. It's like ordinary mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. really long dealing with book it. after book after it's book. It's just Callie trying to pick out funeral arrangements <laughs> with Aunt who Matilda, Martha, uh, Gertrude, Gertrude. Is it? I was. I guess up. I made it up to be funny, and it really is Gertrude. No, I was like, that sounds right. Oh, <laughs> I have huh. no idea. They mention her like a couple times. Yeah. She never Mom appears and, on page. Oh, you're right. Mom and Aunt Gertrude. I'm oh, guessing yeah. you God. weren't Good. guessing. I'm guessing you remembered and didn't realize. Didn't know you remembered yeah. it. What's the That's line an insane between guess, guessing Kelly. and... I have a very I good think, memory, which you I know think it's a pretty. It's a pretty sturdy line. Were you about to say what's the line between <laughs> guessing and guessing remembering? And remembering? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, that's a hard line. Yeah, hard it's line. a very mm-hmm. clear line. I think I've lived my life in a very interesting way then. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were meant to get the right answer on things. It's like, mm, what a I'm, good I'm guess. I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. Uh, Alex, you were mentioning uh, earlier off the air that this is a watercolor of a car exploding. And I was like, I don't think another watercolor of a car exploding exists. No. It's very good. Yeah, I, obviously, people listening can't. It's worth Googling the cover of this book because what it is yeah. is it's a, a mid 80s sedan bursting in flames, and then two of the most Greenwich, Connecticut looking boys <laughs> yes. I've ever seen wearing polos and nice cardigans mm-hmm. sprinting away from it. Uh, <laughs> and it really pulls you in. Like it's, and it's an accurate representation of what happens in this book. I mean, well. this is page one. Page one. Yeah. 
This is page zero. Page I lo- zero. Yeah. I loved growing up the Hardy Boys so much. I loved reading Hardy Boys books, and I loved the original old ones where it'd be like something's moving in the lighthouse and then they (laughs) go out and it might be a ghost but it's not someone's smuggling antiques Mm -hmm. uh and in the lighthouse (laughs) uh lots of interesting things in uh, bayport uh and then this series they rebooted in i think this is the first one like 1986 yeah and they clearly went like kids today want edgy yeah Uh, yeah and, and the first thing that happens in this book is joe's girlfriend gets blown up like she just gets straight up murdered. She is. It's insane. This She's is a, a question I had. Like, is Iola? That I think Iola? so. I've never heard it out loud. Yeah. Iola. Iola is the name of Joe's dearly yes. departed girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Was she in the in the original Hardy I Boys? I believe book? so. I should look it up because I remember they had girlfriends and they had girls. Like most of these characters, like Chet, Existed. and they all yeah. were in the old ones. Uh, and I think she did too because I, I, uh, uh, Cassie or Carrie or whatever she did. I definitely remember. Um, she didn't blow up in a car bomb uh, right. in the uh, old ones from the 30s and 40s. <laughs> yeah. They're like, gee, I wonder what's happening in the lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a car bomb. <laughs> um, I went a little insane after reading this book and I was like, I have to research. Oh, yeah. These case files. And so I looked up like, what is the deal with these books? And um, I guess there's a little bit of contention about the Iola blowing up in a uh in a car bomb because I guess it has created a schism like in the canon oh. of Hardy Boys. So like in this iteration, she's she dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but not she's not dead in like any of the other versions of Hardy Boys. So I was like, ah, oh, so drama. So it's like Star Trek where yeah. it's split off with the new movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading just a, like that. Just mm. like it. What was I going to say? It must have been. I don't know your mind. Love, but it's over now. I don't remember. <laughs> but it's so over now. <laughs> um, I was reading uh, reviews of this book on Goodreads.com, <laughs> and there was one that was really. There were two that were really funny to me. One was um, <laughs> this woman was like, "My daughter did not like these books because she says the Hardy Boys are mean and they punch people. She only <laughs> likes when they solve with clues." <laughs> I was like, "True." <laughs> yeah. I, that was me as a kid, yeah. man. Like I hate like Hardy Boys. Well, for a while they have dart guns that are never explained. They have these what tranquilizer the dart, guns. With yeah. dart guns. But like they're, the Hardy Boys are like very calm around bombs and Uzis pop up left and that, right in this book. And in the old ones, it was just sort of like they hide and then they move a grandfather clock. And, hey, it's a secret <laughs> passageway. Uh, and I don't remember a lot of gunplay. Mm-hmm. There's so much gunplay in this book. Yeah, the, every chapter has someone getting shot at. Yeah, more they must or less. have. So there are a lot of other stories where it was like. Oh, they move a grandfather clock, and behind the grandfather clock are multiple dart guns. Yeah, just yeah. Fu- mm. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they still have the reputation with the chief of police of being like detectives, like teen detectives. Yeah. I had so many issues with how the police handled a car bomb killing. People a- were very chill about it. Yeah, they were like, like and we have mm-hmm. this one guy from New York. He's gonna he'll figure look it out. into it. Yeah, is nobody else on the case? Yeah, no one else. Not on a the single case. other person. No one else. Yeah. Except for those meddling hardy boys. It's a book that feels like whoever was this version of Franklin W. Dixon working under that pseudonym, (laughs) uh, this was a long weekend. Someone banged this out. Oh, yeah. Like two hours a day for a long weekend and then went, "Mm mm-hmm, that Mm -hmm. is a book. Send it off. I read it in an hour and a half. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I read it in one sitting. No big. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kelly, do you want to go ahead and read the back of the book? Sure. Terrorist Bombs and Bullets. When Joe's girlfriend, Iola, is blown to bits by a bomb meant for Joe and Frank, 
The two brothers vow to punish her murderer. The killer is still on their trail. But before Joe and Frank can turn the tables on him, they're snatched up by the network, a secret government agency that desperately wants the Hardys under wraps for their own good. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Straight up, lie. They're always lying on the back of these yeah. books. Because they think kids are stupid. Yeah. And they're, well, they're right. They're and, just trying to suck I mean, them in. Buy this book, dummy. <laughs> then they learn that Iola's killer is the assassin. That's also, that's also that's not, not true. his nickname yeah. in the book. That's yeah, in fact right. what the assassins are the called. The groups are called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An infamous international terrorist. Joe and Frank are just as warm up for a larger target, one whose destruction will rock the world. To stop him, they've got to slip out of the clutches of the network and challenge the assassin face to face. The back of this book describes the first three quarters of mm-hmm. the book. Mm-hmm. Like We're almost done. Yeah, that really gets through most of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they survive. Yes. They survive. After every Spoiler chapter. alert. Mm-hmm. They survive. Yeah, so the the shorter, quick plot rundown, just so everybody's up to speed while we just <laughs> rip this thing apart, is everything that you just heard. Um, <laughs> but then after the funeral of Viola, they meet the gray man, mm-hmm. pretending mm-hmm. his name is like Robert Gray or whatever. First whatever. Name he is so nondescript. No um, one can remember Oh, him. I did like that part where it described him as... His appearance as screaming, don't remember me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was a good. Um, so they meet up with him. It turns out he is, he is in fact in a government organization called the network, but they're good guys. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, they work with their father, Fenton Hardy. Is that right? Yeah, Fenton. I am going to give you, <laughs> I'm going to admit something. Uh-huh. About halfway through the period of time in the book where Fenton is mentioned, I came to the realization that Fenton was their dad. Like I was like, who is this guy? I did not know. And I was like, I don't know, figure it out. In the in the old books, I think they're just playing in the old books, it's like everyone knows dad's a great detective. And like the, the whole oh. the whole shtick is they're the kids of the great detective. So if you look at like the backs of the, so like, of the original books, it's always too. like sons of famous detective Fenton Hardy, like he's a big deal. Uh-huh, but then okay. they clearly just were like, ah, this is for the fans. Yeah, he's a spy somehow. Yeah, now, Wait, now so dad's he's a spy. spy. Dad is a spy. It seems like that's what they're saying in this, right? Like I he works for the network. Yeah, or there's some he's because he's he shows up in London, like when they're he's already like, in what London. Is he doing yeah, there? yeah. He was he was infiltrating. <laughs> this is my favorite part. He was infiltrating the assassins' hive, yeah, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And was like gaining their trust and figuring things out, which, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll buy that a spy would do that. But they specifically say that their dad left town like three days earlier. And so he's already infiltrating this web of of assassins. Mm -hmm. And he also barges into every room shouting about God knows what. And he's very, very incognito. He's like, the network must up my plans. I'd almost gotten them. Like, you were there for three days. He gives up pretty easy. Yeah. What's the deal with the Hardy Boys mom? She's around? No, I don't think. I think she's just, I don't know. She's 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 around. I can't ever remember. Oh, right. Homemaker. She she and the aunt remember their move. They get yeah. to shuttled off by That's the network. Right. I know that they definitely, even in the old ones, were a non. This is, it was a straight up, boys don't want to read about girls. Yeah. Yep. So they are just, if they exist, they are out in the shadows. They, they can barely confuse. exist. I what did, about Callie? Because Callie got some play in this. She, she existed in the old ones. But I did she ever help one. out in the like antics? A lot of times someone would drive up in the car 
and help them get away. Like that was a pretty recurring thing. And like the car in the old ones, I, I remember too, is like a yellow jalopy that they'd always drive around. Oh, so, and so yellow like, sedan. Yeah, this opens with them yeah. blowing up like this like beloved, like famous thing. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, we're going to set the tone. People yep. know what this is about. <laughs> this ain't your papa's hardy boy. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I had some questions about, well, there's yeah. like a part where Callie like, uh, is with them and, and they're like, you can't show up with us because like you're known to be dating um, Frank. 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 And if, you, if you're seen with me and Joe in the car, people are going to talk. And she's like, people would think, what? What is the, oh, yeah. inc- what what is the indication there? What's the, that people will think that they're like. No, no, no. Not, it's not dirty, not, right? Not like that. I think okay. it was something like either they didn't want them seeing her because then she'd be in danger because she's okay. Frank's girlfriend or or like she wasn't going to be able to get them out of something because they'd know yeah. she was yeah, Frank's it's not, girlfriend. It's nothing. To, there are it's, plenty it's of moments in like, this that are like they're constantly hinting that these people are just fucking all over this town. Yeah. Like they're like, that's oh, there's a turnout on that street over there where only the yeah. teens know. And then the pizza man is like. The pizza man is banging oh someone God. from the underwear store. Debbie. 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 Good old uh, Like, and it's played like, and everyone's, it, it feels like there's a very seedy underground of Bayport <laughs> where people are like really just having a good time. This is like mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I didn't understand why she was insulted, but I guess she's just like, why would they think I would get killed or something? Well, it has a very, yeah. very like dumb boys version of like, Girls can do it too, because she's kind of like, I could do it. And they'll be like, yeah. what are you talking about? You can't do anything. And then she, they're right. She never does it. She never does it. It's just that. She cries. She remembered. Yeah. She does. Oh, she could get her hands she's out. she's the only one. It, it pissed me off because she was like, I remembered what you told me. Yeah. But then like, nobody else fucking no. did. He told her that, but he didn't remember to do that. So she did do a cool thing. But even then. Of like trying to Get her create, hands out when they're tied. Create right? distance when. uh Al, the bullet, what is the it? The bullet, Al Rusasa. Al Rusasa. Al Rusasa. <laughs> that's the special assassin. Yeah. The assassin. Yeah. Uh, it's Al Rusasa of, of the, the assassins. assassins. Right. So they're, he's tying their hands up at the end of the book when he's locking them to the cement uh, yeah. pillar of Very the mall. Very hard to picture what I did not so understand the logistics villain. of that mall. No. I don't know. Who knows? Third I sincerely, while reading like it, below... I, I pictured... The Guggenheim, but <laughs> with stores. Like the way that, that's what I pictured. And I realized it. And I was like, oh, I'm just picturing the Guggenheim, but with stores instead of art around the outside because that's how they describe it. It's like this yeah. big round thing. But then also there's wires that you can Tarzan across. I, yeah, what was that? I didn't. Where get, did that wire come from? No idea. I yeah. was like very easily letting the details that didn't make sense just like Fade fall away. away. Yeah. Just live in the Hardy Boys. What were you saying? So they're wrapping oh, her up. So she's creating, she knows enough to like, Keep her wrists apart so that she's creating distance when Al Rusasa is tying her hands. And that's how she's able to then get out of the binds mm-hmm. and help save everybody else. But but they but it's like the writer had to make sure we knew that yeah. like, that was a boy's idea. Yeah, and even then, even after she's done that, which is great, he has to coach her through. It's like, I was okay, just gonna say now that. pull yeah, your hands through. Okay. It's like and she's like, I don't know. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. It hurts. It's like yeah, they had to make her capable, but not yeah. so capable mm-hmm. that it's she's capable, overshadowing yeah. the Hardy Boys. She's like capable within the confines of like what the Hardy Boys will let her do. And I do yeah. think like when you're talking about people reviewing this book, like the my memory 
uh, I'm an adult now, so it's been a while since I've read the old Hardy Boys books. <laughs> but like, they were like Johnny Quest types. They were mm-hmm. just likable kids Clean solving cut. mysteries. Yeah. The the Hardy Boys here are monsters and assholes. Yeah, like horrible. Joe wants Joe... to murder this guy. He's, I, I he was... keeps saying he wants to murder and him. He was definitely He's... gonna fuck that that girl and shoving it oh in my his God. girlfriend's face. Yes. He's hitting on another girl, mm-hmm. right? And when when she comes over, he doesn't even have enough shame to pretend that that wasn't what's To stop what trying to fuck he the girl. He taunts her with his car keys. Yeah. And she's like, can you help me bring And then she blows flyers. up as a result. Yeah. he <laughs> She's yeah. punished Him being for his a fucking wandering eyed dick yeah. results in her blowing up. Which is insane. And I don't remember, like, they were just like, you know, goody two shoes out solving crimes. Mm-hmm. And here it's like, these are the worst people in this town. Like they, <laughs> yes. these are like the Menendez brothers. These are bad <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> and like um, the whole, and in the results of her death too, where he's like, why is this happening to me? Like, it's very like, like what? <gasps> oh, so funny. Um, and also like, they didn't seem to be that helpful. No. Like they do a lot of karate, karate, karate chops. I was laughing so karate hard chops. about the karate chops. Yeah. Was like, it chops? Chops. I thought yeah. they said karate moves or something. There was one karate where he motions yeah. or executed a powerful karate chop yeah. in the airplane, and then there was another one where he did a flying kick, and I can't yeah. remember which brother did. There's it a right, couple but. flying kicks because yeah. there's the there's the Tarzan one, but then there's one where yeah. you just find out that he can do this flying kick. They yeah. mention it so cavalierly. Yeah. They're like, he does a flying kick, as you would in this situation. He does a flying kick. Yeah. <laughs> Like anyone in their right mind would do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the reason they're at the mall is because Iola is volunteering for presidential candidate Philip Walker, who is running on a strict anti-terrorism plan. I mean, that seems to me is innovative. Only issue. Innovative. Yeah. yeah, he he seems he seems to be a hardcore right wing law and order candidate. That's mm-hmm. my reading between the lines, mm-hmm. and they're me too. way on board. Yeah, uh, like the 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 whiteness from the Hardy Boys. Of, is just mm-hmm. dripping. Yes. Yeah. And and somehow we're supposed to think, so he's the target. He's the real target of yes. the assassins. Iola's death was practice for yeah. killing mm-hmm. Philip Walker because in front of the rally. When you're going to try and kill a famous person, always do the practice bomb at the, at same, the same place yeah. you might see Definitely. him later. Definitely. At the same place to a random car? No, it, specifically to the Hardy Boys car. Oh, right, they because knew the dad send a message to Fenton. forgot about Fenton. I keep forgetting about Fenton. Can't Maybe he's Fenton. the most forgettable guy. But we're supposed to buy that, like, the terrorists are going to get him because he's anti-terror. Yeah. So, like, is it just that we're supposed to assume he's going to be so hard on terror that he will win? Well, here's my here. Here's what I think, piecing this together, is where <laughs> this book came from. Um, and we can talk about the, uh, uh, troubling, um, racial dynamics later. Yeah, um, sure. but this, I think probably was written not long after or right around the Lockerbie bombing, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and during like peak IRA troubles in mm-hmm. the UK. So I think what they're going for is at the time, this is stuff that's on people's minds. People have been blowing up planes and blowing up, uh, you know, places in 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 the UK and hijacking planes and hijacking planes and flying I think up to Syria. That's yeah. what they're trying to do here: is just go just like ripped out of the headlines. Yeah, but yeah, now you read like... it and you're like, this is, it, this is like sub Dolph Lundgren action movie level yeah. terrorist. Yeah, like, yeah it doesn't it's make such a vague any idea sense. of yeah. terrorism. So no. general. 
it does. Ugh. And like what the other candidates like, eh, yeah, we're fine. We don't, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to actively fight it. Yeah. You know, you live with it. (laughs) Yep. Everyone's got their cross to bear. Um, It was just, yeah, it was just a, a couple of like dumb idiots like running around somehow like instantly like internationally traveling and just kind of sort of stopping the terror. I mean, I guess they stop Al Rusasa, but yeah. Well, but that's the end of the book is they're like, you know what? That was just you. You can't. Oh my god! You yeah. gotta cut off the head. <laughs> so they're they're in it to win the war on terror before there was a war on terror. And it's tragic yeah. knowing now in 2017 that they failed. Yeah, they failed. It's it, a shame. They failed us. They tried. They failed us. You know, yeah. if they had just maybe tried a little harder. Yeah. yeah. The last 20 years would be different. I mean, I think we can all agree that 9/11 happened because of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Yes. Or it did not happen. Because of the hard they course. could have prevented right. it. Right. Like they, they did mm-hmm. not prevent 9 11. I yeah. would say this book is aggressively pre 9 11 in yeah. the airplane oh, airport yeah. situation. Just wandering around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old guy being like, I'm with her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> the assassin gets on the plane by accompanying an old woman in a wheelchair and they frisk the woman, but not the man accompanying her. And they're both, neither of them are old. They're both in. Yeah. I guess Man, old people is. costumes. Yeah. They're a little shaky on the specifics yeah. of that. Yeah. The only thing they really say is that when the assassin goes to the restroom, he comes back out noticeably thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> like spryer. Because he'd taken off his old yeah, person. He had, he had the Santa suit on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the the reason they let him through is because he's like, oh, I'm just accompanying her. I'm not getting on the plane. And they're like, okay, cool. Oh, great. Yeah, they're yep. like, oh, have fun. And then mm-hmm. he's like, I need to go on the plane and just make sure she's okay on the plane. I'm like, oh, please, please, by all means, come, come, come. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, I'm just going to sit in this seat. Yep. And then no one notices. Yeah. And the Hardy Boys watch this happen and are, are like nudging each other like, you getting this, man? They're just letting this yeah. guy through. I guess if we ever have to sneak in the airport, we'll just accompany someone in a wheelchair. I wanted to, you mentioned, Lindsay, the end of the book where um, I keep getting the mixed up. Is Joe the one that's like, I want to go and like personally kill yeah. these terrorists? Yeah. Okay. yeah, Joe almost has a personality. Yeah. And Frank does not. Frank's just like, Frank's level okay. okay. Yep. Okay. Frank needed to and be Joe's like, leash. you are bananas right now. Like you cannot take out a terrorist organization by yourself. And instead it ends with like. Well, I'm talking, go in and fight terror. Are you with me? And he's, he's like, like, he's basically like, would I be anywhere else? Like, <laughs> like would I be anything without you, brother? Freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Arms yeah. crossed. Also, it seems weird to keep calling them the Hardy Boys. Yeah. I was confused about their age for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I looked Well, these up. hunks on the cover are not teenagers. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> 35, 35-year-old. Yeah, sturdy, well-built men mm-hmm. yeah. with tiny feet. Two kids that they don't care about. And the other thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm curious about the other, like, after we read this, uh, uh, the last page of the, well, the last page of the book is uh, some sort of sweepstakes you can enter. But um, <laughs> the second to last page is Frank and Joe's next case in the oh series. Oh my God, I love and that. And I am so bummed that I didn't pick this one. I didn't know about it. I'm gonna, can I read it? Is yes, that okay? yeah. So please. it says Frank and Joe's next case, disguised as punk rockers, Frank and Joe infiltrate a gang of gun runners. But the mission goes disastrously wrong, stranding the Hardys in Paris with no money, no passports, and a charge of murder hanging over their heads. The only way out is working for Reynard and Company, a cold-blooded corporation that treats murder and terrorism like big business. Can the Hardys stop these corporate killers, or will the killers stop the Hardys permanently? Find out in Evil Inc., 
case number two in the Hardy Boys case files. Now, okay. <laughs> amazing. So we've got this corporation, but like I, I never, my brain never leaves disguised as punk rockers. No, I, honestly, every single word was a surprise to me. I was it's like, amazing. What? What? Who? Yeah. Because disguised as punk rockers, in Frank Paris. and Joe infiltrate a gang of gun runners. So that means that there is a gang of punk rock gun <laughs> runners <laughs> in Bayport, which I think is in Connecticut. Like, or it's very waspy the way they describe it. Yeah. Which is the funniest thing. I could just a bunch of mid eighties punks mm-hmm. just fucking you know. Tearing up yep. Bayport. Listening to Black Flag and then fucking going out and selling gun. Like, it's so yeah. funny to me. I do think that, like, adults in the 80s, like, weren't, didn't have a full grasp on what, what punk Mm-mm. rockers. No. <laughs> what punk. Have you ever seen the punk episode of Chips? No, no. I haven't seen it. That sounds great. Episode of it's Chips. wonderful. Because uh, it's, you, they, Really try hard, and the whole episode is about the punk scene, mm. and you know the the chips the chips boys have to get into it. And <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't remember why. Uh, and it is gun runners, but yeah, yeah it's gun, gun runners. runners. They're always running mm-hmm. those guns. Uh, it is wonderful. It's so because also at a time where like X and like punk was really there was a real scene in L.A. and chips. It takes place entirely in L.A. Mm-hmm. and you can tell they did some research. Like they're <laughs> yeah. not fully off, mm-hmm. but then. They're off, and it's yeah. it's so funny because, and then they're doing this sort of like Law and Order thing when Law and Order has to introduce any sort of technology, and they'll be like, "Well, what Tinder is is it's an app for a smartphone." Like where yeah, they're yeah. over explaining what punk will is. Take, yeah, twenty pages to explain how cameras work. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Everyone has to understand everything. Yeah, you really have to make sure that people get it. Yeah, that actually was something I appreciated about this book. Is that there was very little like, well, the thing you have to understand yeah. about hacking is, oh, there, God. There were barely adjectives in this book. Like, yeah. it is literally just Frank <laughs> action, kicks him action, in the head. Action. He falls down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was very like, uh, Frank's a hacker. And I'm just like, but I guess they're anti-hackers. They, He's he only hacking because he has to. Overall, Overfront, yeah, that's an right. anti-hacking He's against policy. hanking. <laughs> hanking. Hacking. Yeah, he I'm, may have taken a picture of that page. This is a. Uh, it's so funny. There's a fight scene towards the end that makes me laugh so much uh, of where they're fighting Aurusasa um, and Joe and Aurusasa are fighting. Joe is trapped against the concrete. Twisting free would only open his back to the blade. He had just one chance to catch Aurusasa's knife hand. Joe threw up his left hand grabbing and he missed. A line of sheer agony opened in the palm of Joe's left hand as the knife edge sliced through. Joe gritted his teeth against the pain. Aurusasa's eyes gloated at the sight of blood. Okay, that's like a fight scene. The next sentence is just Joe kicked him in the knee. The terrorist <laughs> yeah. alert. And then it just moves on. That's how he get. that's how Joe gets the upper hand again. Yeah. Joe kicked, Joe him, kicked in him in the knee. Like knee. there's so much like and he reaches out, he has to stop the blade. He doesn't and then ah fuck it. I, I gotta be somewhere at nine. Joe kicks him in the yeah. knee. Uh, and he falls over. Okay, the end. I, I'm gone. Like, uh, I'm coming, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Finish this yeah, Hardy Boys story. Do my uh. knee kick thing. Um a lot of the fight scenes kind of happened that way, where mm-hmm. it was like all, like even in the airplane where it was like all this action and like uh, the woman has like a grenade and yeah. they're trying to reach for it and then they're like he did a karate chop or like he did a flying mm-hmm. kick and then it's like oh problem solved yeah I guess and they got maced they got maced <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the weapons the With what looked like a can of hairspray but was mace mace that's, yeah mace that's a lot of mace. mace that's a ton yeah, of mace that's so like much industrial mace. sized mace the, the weapons that the terrorists bring onto the plane um, when the Hardy Boys kind of just go to London uh, yeah. Is one grenade and a 
giant bug spray size can of mace. <laughs> and a stiletto. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> she's right. got a stiletto oh, yeah. that she's been wearing Which, as a pin. I was wondering yeah. that. I was like, she's an old woman in a wheelchair, but she was wearing stilettos underneath? Yeah. No, no. It's, no, it's a it's stiletto a knife. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah. what <laughs> the heels? <laughs> oh my god there's she, a blade called stilettos yeah that's what it's, stiletto heels that's are what named oh my after. god you guys <laughs> learning some new things yeah it's wow. just a skinny, I did not like, skinny small, knife yeah. small blade Stabbing. so she's right. wearing a knife just right. on as a brooch this makes so much more yeah. sense <laughs> That'd be so funny she's like sitting in her wheelchair she just like, lifts her, her manila yeah. blonde oh hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was gonna read this oh, yeah. part. I laughed at this because this is another thing where I after it happens it just seems like they would have gone into a freeze frame jumping in the huh. air. Um, so it's after the safe house gets obliterated. Frank and Joe stood at the entrance to the dead end street watching as the old brick building collapsed completely. I'll tell you one thing Joe said quietly as the roof fell in. What? asked Frank. They'll never call that a safe house again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? All right. Okay. <laughs> Gallows humor, I guess. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. Listen, a friend of ours almost just died. Chill yeah. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, your girlfriend's still dead while you're mm-hmm. saying that, right? Yeah. She's not coming back. Um, what? Okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's touch on, like, the racial issues sure. here. Oh, Cutting sure. It. What race are they supposed... Is the... Ter- like, what... I don't. Understand. I think this book aggressively does not want to. Yeah, no. say because well, there's a part right. Arusasa. Frank repeated the name. What is that? Arabic. It's a code name. The gray man said. Literally translated, it means the bullet. <laughs> well, he just dodges. Yeah. Translated. Well, and I think the backstory on that is the original Hardy Boys books were very popular. Okay. Uh, and then people decided that the original Hardy Boys books had deeply troubling racial dynamics uh-huh. uh, and so now when you read the old ones they were rewritten <gasps> no um, and they were scrubbed a lot of that from with a lot of that so like they would go on adventures and they would meet a black person mm-hmm. and it was bad uh, oh or God. they would meet an Asian person and it, it was, was bad. bad it was very very sort of uh, imperial like oh um, and they would use it as that sort Yeesh. of like ooh look how worldly these adventures are a Chinese person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there was dialect in the they dialogue and that den, sort of stuff. Yeah. An opium den. So that all went uh, away and it, it got a lot of criticism even for the time. And we're, we're talking like they were rewritten in like the 60s. Like we're not talking about super modern. Like in the 60s, people are going, this is too much. And that's <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. That's saying something. Yeah. So I think what they were trying to do here was dodge <clears throat> that. But they still have segments like this, which while not to that degree, is troubling when Frank knew that people all, they're trying to describe the neighborhood where the assassins are holding out and they're trying to describe it as a bad neighborhood. Um, so they go, uh, oh, they yeah. noticed that signs were written in Arabic letters, Pakistani. Frank, oh, I remember that. Frank oh. knew that people from all over the old British empire, from the West Indies, Africa, and Asia, had come to this neighborhood of Brixton and they'd stayed there. They even saw burned buildings left over from riots. And, it's, and oh, like, okay. they literally go, I've, well, I people, Frank knew that people from places where white people don't live came here yeah. uh-huh. and they rioted. Like that's, yeah. that, that's the whole. And the houses just got worse and, and worse. It's yeah. really, and you're like, oof, when you read that, yeah. of being like, that is insane that yeah. you're just like, you get it now, great, bad neighborhood. Okay, mm-hmm. you can tell because it's not Bayport where everyone keeps their collars buttoned up and they're yeah. white as snow. These guys are totes cool with the Muslim ban. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> 
I mean, they're probably spearheading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are Steve Bannon's sons. <laughs> <laughs> these the these Bannon boys. people are so hunky. Bannon they are not boys. Steve Bannon's sons. They are the That's hunkiest. True. Steve That's Bannon's true. sons. Well, I don't know. That guy's hairline is kind of weird. There is uh, Steve Bannon is their shitty uncle. Yeah, he's there. Okay, their, there you go. Yeah. Who's like a known alcoholic. And stays and like, at pool parties too long. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say barbecues, but yeah. it's I, I just want people to picture him with other shirt on. That's why I said pool party. <laughs> I wasn't before, but now gross. I am. Because I imagine he has that, cool. same, that stubble he always has. I think mm-hmm. it's full body. I think, oh, I think Steve body. Bannon has that full body. Beard. Yeah, like body someone beard. like yeah. shaved a dog. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. that was two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Rona, maybe. <laughs> Noted dog shaver, Jessica mm-hmm. Rona. Famous dog groomer, mm-hmm. Jess Rona. Uh, I was going to, on the dart guns, oh, yeah. again, I <laughs> fucking loved this line so much. So, dart guns, Frank explained. I got the idea from the guys who tried to shoot us the last time we were here. He demonstrated opening the gun, inserting a dart, and snapping the pistol together again. That will put a dog to sleep for hours with no ill effects. I had to call in quite a few favors at the zoo or the university to get a hold of these. But there's one for each of us. What the fuck favors? Yeah. Did a what, zoo what? and a university owe to get the them five party? dark guns? Five dark guns. That is so much liability on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? What on God's green earth are? Frank and Joe doing for the university. That's my question. Did they Ugh. did they like sell one of the zookeepers coke or yeah. like I'm sure. What? M- what some is of it? mother's pills. And also pills. <laughs> I could not describe in real life and in, in our reality. I could not describe a dart gun to you. I don't know where I could find a dart gun even if you said like hey check out the zoo. Like that I don't the only time I've ever seen dart guns is in nature documentaries when they have mm-hmm. to like tag a rhino mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. so i or guess that's TV why it's a movies. zoo here it's just sort of like well everyone has they're around yeah it is no very easy they already know to how them. to work them yeah it easy. is so bananas that al rusasa shoots them with a dark gun yes yeah why bother why, why is he bothering well, every other time he's breaking out an uzi yeah there's multiple uzis he saves in place. the uzi for like and like later isn't one of them like a mini uzi yeah, he's jacket, got a little baby like a, Uzi. Also, at one point, Arusasa, and it, it's done in a sentence. I'm not sure if I will find it. He just stabs a cop to death. Yeah. Like a cop comes over to save them during that fight. Yes, and in one sentence, it's just he barely looks up. He slides the blade into the. He, he, yeah. Cop Me- just gets stabbed. Meanwhile, he has to bond villain his plan to them yeah. and tie him up to a freaking pillar? cement block. Yeah, cement pillar. Yeah. When they were tied up in that room, at that point, I was like, oh, so much still has to happen in this book. <laughs> I was like, ah, like, I felt okay because I also <laughs> knew how few book, w- how little book was left. Yeah. I was like, so much has to happen. I was like, how, how the fuck are they going to get to the actual rally if this is how many pages are left? And clearly the author felt the same way because they're like, and then they're at the rally. Yeah. I didn't get the explosion that happened. On the so, door? Yeah. They grabbed- so I think what happened, I had to think about it. I had to stop mm-hmm. and go, what just happened? I think they took like the blasting caps from the plastic explosive, explosive okay. which triggers the main explosion and used that okay. to blow the, do- blow the door off. I think that's what they were going for. So all the big explosion stuff stayed on the ceiling. Okay. 
and they just that right does that seem so what was it the like fear right. that in happened? my head they they pulled down the entire bomb and threw it at a door <laughs> 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 and all we saw so i was like and eh, that's fine i don't I feel need like to. that would have been bigger <laughs> <laughs> wait so <laughs> okay because i was confused because you know how well first of all I was laughing so hard visualizing them doing their little human pyramid for oh. like Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, that's right. A major plot point is they have to do a human pyramid to disarm a bomb and it's played so seriously. And they have to keep doing it. <laughs> well, Chad is like, I got shot with yeah. a dart gun. This is hard, you guys. And also, by the way, in again, like in the Chet's bit in the old ones is he's the fat one. He's oh, the fat really? one who can't run and he can't jump over fences. And he's always like, wait up, guys. Like, he's the oh, doof. No. So if you know that in this book, that there's one sweaty guy who can't cut it and he's at the bottom of this. He's Why? half so unconscious at better. the bottom of this pyramid drug. Oh, my God. That I makes wish it I'd so much that. funnier. That is so much funnier. Oh, God. Oh, that's. Yeah. That whole scene is. Yeah. 20 times better. It was. And it's like, I'm just. Them having to keep trying, like keep going. This is like how long? Like an hour of them doing this yes. over and over and over. Because <laughs> morning happens. Yeah. All of a sudden they go really? up and they're like, oh, and because and, they they're go like, up. Oh, it's going to happen. The speech. Yeah. Everyone's already here. My brain glossed over this. This is why I was like, rally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot happens. So I want to read this page when when they fit. Oh, also, for fuck's sake, I knew it was, I knew it was that New York cop. Yeah. The second time they met him. They introduced one other major character, and you're like, well, okay, he's Arusasa. Yeah. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, S. Butler. Samuel Butler. Um, so when the, when Arusasa finally finds them, <laughs> Butler gave their astonished faces his almost smile. Yes, I am Arusasa. I'm going to try really hard to read this with a straight mm. face, but I'm already laughing. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Tony, Joe, and Callie stared in shock and disbelief. <laughs> that's so stupid. Okay, but Frank's eyes narrowed. So that's why you didn't understand when Joe made oh, that yeah. crack about Kojak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our beloved favorite, Everyone Kojak. Everyone knows Kojak. And his response is, yes, I had to look it up. I can't believe he admits that to them. He goes with them and be like, you're right, I had to look up what Kojak is. Which is so funny imagining oh this like world famous assassin being like, Well shit. I have to <laughs> take some time. Kojak? The internet doesn't exist. So oh I don't know God. how I look it up. He goes to, to like archives of like at the library. <laughs> so for any of our listeners who might not know what we're talking about, Kojak was a t- TV detective show in the seventies. And at the beginning of the book, Frank or Joe, they reference it because they're like, Oh, t- you got your tough cop talk where'd you learn that kojak and at the time it says like butler's face twitched like he was angry yeah but i thought he just didn't he think just, their joke was funny i th- yeah i didn't know what was going I, on i was, but I was so, with our sasa on that I, I, it's yeah, so funny like, okay so that's why you didn't understand when joe made that crack about kojak i wondered about that yes said the unmasked terrorist i had to look that up you see, he said, we didn't have those television programs in my country. Huh. How fucking narcissistic are these Hardy Boys that they're like, my joke didn't land. He must be a terrorist who hasn't watched American he television. Never have, like, as soon as that didn't land, I knew something was yeah. amiss. That Kojak material is A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Usually kills. That joke kills. <laughs> in Bayport. Oh my God, I loved that. We talked before about 
the cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And I want to just, if I can, really oh, quick, go through and tear through not all, not all of them, but just a sampling of a bunch of cliff. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of chapters in this book. This, you know, they're not long. Yeah, there's 18 it- chapters. Um, so these are just some of them, the cliffhangers. Uh, they ran to the spot where they'd parked their yellow sedan, but the car and Iola had erupted in a white hot ball of flame. Uh, then the next chapter, I want to know what you two t- clowns had in that car, because whatever it was makes you responsible for Iola Morton's murder. Uh, then the next chapter, a typical mall crowd, hundreds of shoppers clogging the aisles, except one of those shoppers was trying to kill them. <laughs> As the Hardys, different one. As the Hardys watched in horror, he emptied half the clip of his gun point blank into their windshield. Different one. A cyanide capsule, the gray man exclaimed. She poisoned herself. (laughs) Then a different one. The gray man had already heaved the door up. He and Frank disappeared in the flash of an explosion. Then a different one. These are all more or less in a row. Suppose Arusasa was practicing how he'd assassinate Philip Walker. That one's in italic, so you know it means something. Yeah. Uh, a dark sedan, lights out, was headed straight for them. Uh, uh, didn't go further than that. But they're like, everything Every ends with just a clean. Yeah, his hand hit the switch and the naked bulb went out. The last thing they heard was the sound of the heavy steel door slamming shut behind them. Every single bum, one of them bum, ends like that. Behind him, the door erupted. <laughs> but then the last line of the book is, way to go. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah, that's the last See thing you in the book. In Paris. Way to go! Uh, this Way was another. Go. This was another thing that made me laugh. Joe rushed to the door, grabbed the handle, and swore, "I'm getting tired of this." He said, twisting the knob with both hands. He turned around. Guys, you're not gonna believe it. He locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one thing I want to start working into my. I want to start working this into my day to day language. Um, where they're talking about something that I don't care what. Um, and Callie goes, what am I, pizza dough? I <laughs> took a picture of that. I love that. What am I, pizza dough? That's the best. Like that, Callie really crystallized into a character for me when she says, what am I, pizza dough? Because I then <laughs> then I'm picturing like his gal Friday. Like then I'm yeah, picturing yeah. like, ah, oh, what am I, pizza dough? <laughs> and like, okay, I like you now, Callie. Yeah, mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, I am on board with Callie. Yeah. I am 100% Callie. Team Cali. I had to read that line twice because I was like, what? Yeah. I don't understand pizza what dough? that means. It and doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Like just like a plop of pizza. And they're like, with that pizza man. <laughs> so maybe it's trying to reference that Mr. instead Pizza's. of like, yeah, at, from Mr. Pizza. So maybe instead of chopped liver, which is clearly, the, clearly he had chopped liver. He's like, ah, kids don't. Kids don't. Like, yeah, yeah. Why kids like, they like pizza. They like pizza. Oh, yeah, pizza thing in there. <laughs> they like pizza dough from their food. Centers. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't use the, the term food court. You're right. I'm food center. I, food center. Or something like that. Was it food center? I can't remember. I'm looking. I remember it was hopping. Every time they went there, it was just it's so filled busy. with teens. I think, that, I think Bayport's a very horny town. Like, based on everything they've described, it's just like a bunch of horned up teens wandering yeah. around a mall and then like rutting in the park. And that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of dry humping yeah. turnouts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also love how much disdain Joe and Frank have for teenagers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and another the hint that they're idea. actually in their mid-30s. Yeah. yeah. Is that they really take issue with the rest of the teens in the town. Yeah, mm-hmm. they take issue with the mall. They take issue with the rally. They are the worst. They take issue with Iola caring about things. Yep. Oh, yeah. They really don't like that she's involved in politics. Mm-hmm. Also, how did they not know that's what they were going to do? Like, they arrive at the mall, the place of this rally, and they're like, oh, this is what like, you're doing? How do you not know you're headed to the mall? Malls are huge. And he's like, that's what those, that big old box is in my car? It's like, 
I just what? for the first time looked at this last page that mm-hmm. is the mail away contest mm. uh, sweepstakes, and it's as if they thought the book wasn't waspy enough. So you mail in the last page, uh, and then here are the prizes. You can win one of these things. Oh, I Third do not prize. Have this page. Oh, really? Fascinating. Yeah. So it says the Hardy Boys are back. The Hardy Boys case files by Franklin W. Dixon. Uh, and then there's this contest where you fill out your address. Age and grade is optional. Um, <laughs> and then you send it in. And here are the prizes. Third prize is one of a thousand of the latest titles in the Hardy Boys case files. That makes sense. Okay, fine. You're Second prize is one of a thousand reflective headbands fully adjustable with Velcro closings. Wait, what? what? Then the first <laughs> prize is one of 20 Wilson Sting graphite tennis rackets, each racket featuring a 100% graphite frame cushioned with a foam core to reduce Fruit. vibration and provide a solid feel, <laughs> oh, plus increased man. density stringing for uniform ball response across the entire racket face. Just like all kids love. Yeah. Like all kids, this is only geared. Well, they all geared. have memberships at the country oh, club. Oh, yeah, this is parents. for you. Go yeah. to the club. You hit, sit by the pool, you read a Hardy Boys, then you uh, hit up the courts, practice yeah. a little bit, and then you talk about how the club has fallen off since they let them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's anyone's guess who them is. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it could be one of any in the 80s. It could, mm-hmm. There's a lot of options. Because in the, in the 50s, it would have been Jews. Because mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. way they're letting, letting black people or Asians. No, no, no. there's, no. Yeah. And they're, the whole time they're wearing... They're wearing they're Velcro, Velcro reflective. That was the thing I liked is how... How detailed it got into the tennis racket, which I know what a tennis racket is. Yeah. But what the fuck is a reflective adjustable headband? Well, there's a black and white photo if you care to see it. It looks oh like God, is it while you a play strip tennis? of bacon. I think it's like, <laughs> a strip of doesn't it? It does look like a Hold strip on, of bacon. But that's what it is. It's those little sweatbands yeah. that you wear while you're playing tennis. It's the, it's the Richie Tenenbaum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but reflective. But reflective. So if you're playing so tennis for night, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, as for one night does. tennis, the most sinister thing on the planet. That's, that's what you do but with that's your when team the... white friends. You sneak into yeah. the country club at night and you play tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And you see if you can get your hands on any pizza. I wish Mr. Pizza. In uh uh I would love to know what's at that address. I want to mail this in now. <laughs> to, oh man. <laughs> to Simon and Schuster and be like, "Hey, oh wait, no, entry must be received no later than July 30th, 1987." No oh. photocopies. <laughs> you have to ri- you have to defile your own book. Yeah. I like I a now I I can see all of the titles available. Oh, see, I don't have in that these case files. Yes, that's what we have. And then there are Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys Super Mysteries. We have Double Crossing, A Crime for Christmas, Shockwaves, Dangerous Games, The Last Resort, The, the Paris, Paris Connection, Connection, Buried in Time. I think Mystery I read Buried Train. in Time. Really? Yeah, that's fantastic. Best of Enemies, High Survival, New Year's Evil, and tour of danger oh but stay tuned for spies and lies <laughs> oh i have a little bit older of a book because i go f- tropic of fear courting disaster hits and misses evil in amsterdam desperate measures see i don't want to brag guys but i think i might have a first edition here first uh, one is because a sign? the only books in the series <laughs> according to this are dead on target and evil incorporated whoa oh. and i think it says right here first archway paperback printing april 1987 so this is a it. collector's edition that the sticker on the front says was 50 cents, but I paid upwards of $7 on Amazon for. Wow. Um, so this is a real one. Mm-hmm. This is uh Yeah, how many I, I have, have all 50. Oh, yeah. The 64. So... The last one being endangered species. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have 87. Oh, man. Ugh. Yours is even older. Wow. Ain't that the rub? <laughs> it is the rub. <laughs> um, I can't remember if there was like, so... 
because I only read one of them and it was so long ago, if there was like kind of like shipping between oh, either of the boys been, right? and Nancy. It must have been. I mean, it had to be. They killed Iola. Yeah. So now he's got an opening. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet he he's our bond of the Hardy Boys. Joe yeah. files where he's just a different girl in every book. Girl's well, like a bad boy, and he's the one who wants to murder people. So <laughs> I did read that Pretty bad. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that he gets over the death of Iola very quickly, mm-hmm. and um, uh, is considered the like girl crazy one. Exactly. So he has a lot of conquests. I oh, think that was another. That was something else that I was like, oh god, that's horrible. You're a horrible person. Let me see if I can find it. It's right after Iola dies. Sorry, you guys keep talking while I look. Sure. Um, <laughs> Talk now. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm trying to find that review. There, there was another review that I found that was really funny on Goodreads. There's nothing funnier to me than in 2017 being like, hmm, <coughs> I don't spend part of my day writing reviews yeah. <laughs> of Hardy Boys case file books on Goodreads. <laughs> Picturing someone getting to page 153, reading Way to Go and being like, you know yeah. what? I have gonna... thoughts on this. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're just doing what we're doing right now, but on yeah, on a computer. <laughs> the, the the one In their I, defense, the one that I was trying to find was basically this person was like, "I have trouble getting through books because they're so boring. I huh? actually have never finished a book before. This is the first book I finished. Oh. I, from now on, it's only Hardy Boys case files for My. me." Oh. God. Good that, for you. that has to be a kid, right? That yeah. has to be a kid. I fucking, yeah. I really hope so. Hope so. <laughs> but I mean, good for them. They found something that they enjoy. Here's uh, uh, the political part that I was looking for before oh, that God. I think uh, we can really learn a lot oh, from, from these days. I found it. It's not as weird as I was thinking. Uh, so it's right after Iola leaves all pissed with the keys because Joe's a fucking dick. You know what I'm talking about. I saw your little trick with the keys there a minute ago. You made Iola look like a real jerk in front of some girl you'd been hitting on. Make up your mind, Joe. Is Iola your girlfriend or not? Wait. Every other part of the book's like Iola was his definitely girlfriend. his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I mean, weird. and he, it's uh, it is unambiguous that he's trying to fuck that other yeah. chick. No, and it, he gets pissed that Iola comes over. Like he 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 does like the shittiest. Like he's the bully in like a, uh, a John Hughes movie. Yeah, because he's basically yep. like tosses her thing like, "Hey, babe, yeah. chill out," you know, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That then you spend the rest of the book with this guy as the hero. Hero. Yeah. God, I'm just imagining. If I were at a thing, at, at a political rally, and I was like, gosh, I'm really excited about this, and I'm going to bring my boyfriend and his brother, and I see my boyfriend hitting on a girl, and I go up, and I'm like, uh, hi, uh, what's going on? And he's Can you just- help me go get some more flyers from your car? And he's like, later, babe, and tosses me the keys in like a dismissive, fucking shitty way. Yeah. It's over. Done. It's over I'd be like, I'm going to blow myself up in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the sweet release of death <laughs> yeah. from your stupid also, you know shit. It just occurs to me, car bombs go off when you start the car. I, you know what? Mm. Here we go. Uh, I'll fix it for you. And there's like a <laughs> there's a switch attached to the door. But why would you do? Because all that yeah. that just makes it less likely that you kill the person you want. Because someone else would like the Anyone whole point of a car that. bomb is when you start the engine that ignites the bomb. I'll she fix was it just now. getting something out of it. I'll fix it now. Okay. Iola was like, fuck this. And she was yeah, just she's gonna, leaving. She's leaving. gonna steal their yeah. car. Mm-hmm. Stealing their car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, give me the keys. I'll show you. Like, give me the keys. Yeah, yeah. You're right. She sounds high maintenance. I'm mm-hmm. with Joe again. Yeah. 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 I want to know about this Val girl. Yeah. Yeah. Val seems What's her story? Val, girl? Yeah. Val, we miss you. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> we are Val. 
We're all Val. We're all Val. What's up with Gray? Gray. I liked the part at the end. So he's like, oh, you troublemakers all throughout the book as he keeps trying to save their ass. And then at the end, he's like, what? He's like in a hospital. Yeah. Calling them. And he's like, oh, I guess you guys helped. I'll take you on as my teen spies, but we won't tell your dad. And why not tell the dad? I why not? Why, tell, why invent he, this character and not just have, have the keep dad do happening? it? Yeah. And I, and, and well, they're 35, so they need a job. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Get out of the house. Um, I didn't get the like weird tone of the phone call at the end. It was like so silly. That's what weird. I was going to oh. say. It's so yeah. bizarre. It's I like, thought there was the going to be a reveal that the nurse was an assassin. That's amazing. It's like they the hear him like, die. You have to get off the phone. And he's like, no, just one more second yeah. with my friends. <laughs> and they're like, we got to go save the gray man. <laughs> Excuse me, nurse. I'm speaking to two teen boys. I need to stay on the phone. <laughs> yeah, anything so simple as. Uh, I'm almost done with his phone call. Can you give me yeah. a minute? And why can't I be on the phone? Yeah, what yeah. is that? He That's just like talking. Rest. Yeah. You need a rest. Mm. <laughs> give it a rest. <laughs> be, a, be a man, Gray. Mm. Also, there is, uh, again, whoever in 1987 was the pseudonym at this point writing this book, they every every name is the first draft. Like their terrorist yeah. organization is the assassins, and their spy network is the network. There yep. was the minimum amount of yeah. effort or thought went into every element yeah. of it. This read like a like manuscript outline. It yes. was like mm, the assassins and uh, the gray man. Sure, yeah, it's a pretty solid outline for a movie. Like mm, you, you sure. go, okay, yeah. I can write the screenplay now. Yeah, yeah. I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Now I just have to make it interesting and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And at least like the <laughs> holes and stuff are like, you're like, uh, we'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah. Eventually we'll give Frank We're gonna, a yeah. character voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, and, poor Frank. Uh, figure out a way for Joe to be likable for the rest yeah. of the two hours. I bet Frank gets more to do in Evil Ink. I bet he's the driver you, in that one. I bet they switch Do you think they up. get to take, yeah, mm. take turns? Yeah. That's I think fun. so. That's my guess. Because if he's the like the hacker and the smart one, and they're working for an evil corporation, I bet Frank grabs the spotlight. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Also, that's what, true. What's up with them having to work for Reynard and Company? And they they say that as though we should know. We who all know Reynard and Company. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. It, and it's also like the again like least amount of effort. Like Reynard is a like famous French name and always. Refer like Reynard the Fox is like a famous character of like oh, a, really? like a like a sneaky, oh. uh, a crafty fox. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so it's like Not great, familiar. yeah, that's okay. funny. Reynard and Co. Yeah, an an evil corporation that considers Aren't terrorism they all? a business. Guys, I mean, they might as well just been like capital C corporation. You know we don't live in a black and white world. We could write a pretty good medium post about like a real nice think piece about how dead on target the Hardy Boys. Number one case files. I butchered the order. Uh, is a reflection of Reagan's America. I think you can make a oh, pretty this was good, like, yeah, 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 fifteen minute read think piece. Yeah, that yeah. some people would pass around without reading. Yeah, <laughs> just give it a snappy title. Yeah, and like a really good image. So when you open, you're like, ooh. Uh, Reagan's America is alive and dead on target. Yeah, great. Oh there go. man, That's really good. Boom, 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 boom. That's fantastic. Thank Kelly. you I'm so, so much. So, yeah. I mean, I think Frank favorite. is Alexander Haig. And- <laughs> I mean, I guess this version of Franklin W. Dixon, the things that we know that this person likes or thinks that kids likes, mm-hmm. like, is dark guns, explosions, pizza, pizza, mm-hmm. making out, but not really. Kicks. Too- 
kicking and chopping, (laughs) kicking and chopping, (laughs) and yeah, just generally karate. Although Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have it. I, I I think you're underselling the implications of how much they're fucking. I don't think it's making out (laughs) because every time they start to get to it, they stop right before. So they're always like, "Well, me and Ayala used to go there," and he stops talking. Yeah, Uh, it's like I don't. I think they would. I think they're implying that they're fucking in these I, cars. Fully. I also don't get why he plays and coy Debbie with that. At yeah. the Lacey's department store. Yes. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, me and Debbie used to go into this back room in yeah. the fucking boiler room. Oh, Ugh. another thing that seemed just first draft names is all the names of the stores. Yes. Mm-hmm. That hunting store that they're in. Yeah. yeah what were the names? I'm going to see if I can find it. It feels like the background of a poorly art-directed movie where it'd just be hats. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hats Emporium. Yep. Yeah. It was and and just like the the like architecture and like geography of everything in this book was like non-existent. No, because I didn't know where they were or what they were doing. Really, they're in the third sub basement for a while. I don't know what makes it sub and not just a basement. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. it's there because they seem to just go right up the surface stairs. Yeah. It seems to be no like they're, they're, this. The mall is very very confusing. <laughs> Like when they're like running around and then they find the guy that has been, didn't one guy just get knocked over? One guy instantly get hit by a dart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chet, the, Chet, the dopey Chet one who never does anything right, gets hit, darted right hit by away. by a dart. There's another guy they find who's in the stairwell and he's just like laying yeah. in the stairwell. Yeah, I like, think that's a pizza man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, oh, uh, the terrorist pushed me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's Tony, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so we have Builder's Paradise. Great. That's the hardware store. That's pretty good. Um, we have center. Lacey's department store. Great. Lacey as in they sell Lacey things. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of- Audio video den. Audio video den. Gift shop. Gift with an Shoppy? E and shop with a P-E. Great. Wait, gift with an E? Gift with like an gifted? E. Gifty. Gifty. Gifty shop. Gifty. Gifty shop. Uh. Yeah, that's all. For some reason, for a while, in addition to the Guggenheim, I pictured. Did you ever watch um, Are Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid? Yeah. No. Do you remember the one where he gets trapped in a mall that is also a giant pinball machine? Yes. So this kid is supposed to like. There's a basically gift to shop in a mall, and it's like all. It's like the place where you get like Mogwai's and Gremlins. It's like a weird curiosity yeah, shop. Yeah. Okay. And there's course. a pinball machine. This guy loves pinball. That's, that's all he do. And the old man's like, "Don't play the pinball machine." And old yeah, man goes, "Guess what? He plays the fucking pinball machine. Of course, he, he does. plays the oh pinball machine." Uh, oh, and so the episode is then he's trapped in a pinball machine that is the mall and this giant ball and all these bumpers are trying to like that kill him. He has oh. to run around and survive it, and he has to survive. And the whole and it actually gave me nightmares as a kid because <laughs> the end of the episode is he does it, and the game just restarts. That uh, is horrifying. And it's terrifying. For, so for a while, you're like, this is so dumb. It's so confusing that he's in a pinball machine that's also the mall. What is going on? And then at the end, the child realizes that he cannot survive this. He will die because he can't, like, it took everything for him to survive the first game and it just reboots. Um, which <laughs> oh is my God. legitimately scary. Um, that is so scary. That is yeah. very Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's, so it's Twilight Zone. One of the better Are You Afraid of the Darks because of how much you're like, fuck this. What? Get out of this. He's in a pinball machine. And then by the end, I had nightmares. <laughs> they as a played child. you. Yeah. They really got me. <laughs> they played you like a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I only saw one episode of that show and it was the one where the teddy bear pulls the kid under the bed. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, your description sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah. There, it was just like, there. 
the kid gets a new teddy bear and of course there's something like fucked up with this teddy bear and it oh that's right he drops it like in his sleep but it's really the teddy bear like falls down on purpose and it's like get me come get me like and the kid's like oh my god you can talk and like reaches down to grab the teddy bear and the teddy bear just yanks him under the bed and then it's like a hellscape oh my god yeah it's really scary a lot of them I remember being basically, ah, uh, there's a ghost and we're afraid of it, but the ghost needs this one thing and then they do it and the ghost goes away. Unfinished. This is a yeah. ghost whisper. A lot of unfinished businesses. Um, and then every now and then a murderous teddy bear or a pinball nightmare. Someone with a clown. I think it's, yeah, it's really effective when they like capitalize on things kids are already afraid of, mm-hmm. which is like, that seems like a nightmare. The yeah. pinball Under thing the where it's like never ending. Yeah. Under the bed. Clowns are scary. Opening credits are legit scary too. Even now, as now they're really they're well creepy. done. Like for, yeah. for yeah, they something that costs clearly ten dollars to make, mm-hmm. like they're very, <laughs> they're like legit creepy. With Are You Afraid of the Dark? I didn't watch it regularly, and so I don't remember any episodes. But if people remind me of episodes, yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. I would watch Snick a lot. I was a big fan of. I was a fan of Snick, Snick yeah. But I think I was and a that, fan of Snick before Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which I think was this the was last like Roundhouse. One. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We didn't have cable. Mm. It's one of those mm. things where I was really one embarrassed those, about it growing yeah. up. Oh, you should have been, yes. Yeah. Uh, but we we'll had continue like, the podcast yeah. without you then. It's okay. So I'll Fernie, step yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> what other cable shows did you watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, this is my childhood all over again. <laughs> my wife, my wife uh, didn't have cable growing up either. Uh, and then so Deborah doesn't. So I. it took me years to realize that like any Nickelodeon reference mm-hmm. was just Weird. dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah. None hmm. of that like Rugrats. Like any of that stuff, I was like, uh. and I loved uh, growing up. Like I loved Adventures uh, of Pete and Pete with a passion, and I oh, yeah. talk yeah. about that all the time if I can. Yeah, uh, so that was with Deb. It was a lot of like, so I had to be like, okay, this is the one childhood thing I'm kind of going to force you to yeah watch. I had a high school boyfriend do that to me. Yeah, he was like, I love Pete and Pete. You're going to watch it. Okay. I that's happened to me with every boyfriend. Yeah. Every boyfriend's like, here's the thing yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to make you learn all about. Yeah. I do that to people with Buffy. I make them watch Buffy. I'm pretty, I'm I'm fairly low-key with my obsessions. Mm. It's like, well, I like it. and I think, yeah, there are some things you should have for yourself. I've tried. Sure. If if it doesn't go really well right away, I'm like, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. This bums me out. <laughs> I, and I almost never, with movies, I'll never try to get, like, I'll be like, oh, you should watch it. And I want no part of it. Like there's nothing yeah. more horrifying than watching a movie you love with someone who hasn't seen it and they know that you love it. And like that's I hate that's the worst mm-hmm. feeling in the world. It's unpleasant for everyone because if you're the yeah. person receiving it, you can like feel the pressure like, OK, then should it has I be... to be a performance? Yeah. And oh, God, and it's like the worst one, like their favorite part's about to happen and you can feel them yeah. looking at you and you're like, oh, God, don't look at me. <laughs> like, Comedies in particular, like sometimes with a drama or like a I guess a scary movie is a little bit like a comedy sort of being like. Oh fuck! What if you don't find it? We I, I do a show at UCB with, with my wife where we have people pick a movie they think everyone should see, mm-hmm. uh, and then we talk to them about it, and then we screen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we get people from like TV and, and and comedy worlds to do it, and it'll be these people who are like famous people who should not be afraid, and they're terrified every yeah. time because they're so afraid that people won't like the movie they picked. Yeah, it's because well, it's a it's sense of ownership. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's so fascinating just to be like, oh, I like this thing and that makes me vulnerable. Like, That's so interesting. Really, I wouldn't have thought that no, famous people would feel me that neither. way. Me neither. And like, I would argue, we've been doing the show for two years, we do it every month, and it's almost 100% of the people will be like, well, if you don't like it, they'll do some weird caveat or before they'll wow. be like, I'm really nervous people aren't like, 
you know, like Casey Wilson came on and did um, Little Shop of Horrors, the mm-hmm. the 80s version, and like she was so nervous about movie. it. Yeah, I love and, like, that movie. And it's also these people are no one's gonna be mad at you also, if they don't like it. Yeah, and they're yeah. such fans of yours. Yeah, that it's not they're like already they're gonna be like boo and start like throwing tomatoes at the screen. Yeah, and like God, what a monster yeah. you'd have to be to do that. And no one's picked like Pink Flamingos. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these aren't like, movies that are like movies. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all pretty much movies that even people like they would be like, eh, I really like it. The yeah, end, you know, but that At most that yeah. vulnerability of being like, I think that everyone should see this. I really love this movie. It means something to me. Just spooks people. I uh, showed Mike that movie Heart and Souls. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I don't know the, the movie. greatest movie Jr. ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's where yeah Robert Downey Jr.'s character when he was a little boy, five people died in a bus crash, and he was the nearest like life being born. And, and so, so they get stuck huh. to him. And what it's supposed to be is that that person then helps them complete all their unfinished business. But they didn't know that. So then right at the end when they're about to be taken or something, um, he has to go around for like three days trying to finish all of their unfinished business. Wait, is he still a kid? No, he's grown oh. now. <laughs> so they were just stuck to him forever. Mm-hmm. And I... Love that movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I showed it to Mike. He didn't know that I loved it. Oh. So he was kind of making fun of <laughs> yeah, it the whole right, movie, yeah. thinking it was like a guilty pleasure type yep. movie, but it is like pure pleasure for me. I just love that movie. And I got up at the end and I just like threw a pillow down and I was like, well, we didn't have to watch it. So <laughs> oh, man. It's like, if you didn't like it, that's fine, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. It is weird, like, that people ascribe so much of their, like, personality. Like, they treat the things that they geek out over as, like, an extension of their personality. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when they feel, like, profoundly touched by any kind of media, they're like, like, it touched me. And so that was, like, me being vulnerable in engaging in that. Yeah. Thinking about, like, I think there's probably no, like, music that I really love that I'd have a strong, like, reaction if someone else didn't like. Because it's, like, for some reason, I'm like, oh, I get it. I, you know, I love Talking Heads, and if you don't, like, I get it. But there are probably some movies that, like, I would not be able to understand someone actively. Did. Like, I I wouldn't, I might not be able to wrap my head around someone actively disliking Jaws. Like, like, Ooh, like, yeah, like <laughs> that movie to me <laughs> is right? such a, like, uh, I would get not caring about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I always get like, eh, it didn't do it for me. I'm like, great, yeah, that's fine. But someone was like, no, I don't like it would befuddle me. But yeah. I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine like really like, and then I'd want to talk about it. That'd be like, I gotta, I gotta figure out I'd be out like, why. why? Yeah, what didn't, yeah, what didn't you like about it? What didn't you like about it? I have the, movies where it's like, I like that, where it's like, I how could you not enjoy this movie? Like, mm-hmm. that would be yeah. like Jaws or Jurassic Park or mm-hmm. E.T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, E.T.'s a great one. Yeah. Like, well, how could you not? And then I have movies... Where Those are it's all like, Spielberg movies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she's a woman of singular taste. <laughs> about that, I did not think about that. Um, that makes a lot of sense, though, because it's like, well, what is a universally beloved yeah. <laughs> property? Yeah, Spielberg is yeah. tough to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't deny the appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have movies like Heart and Souls, where it's like, I love it, but I, I'd be surprised if that was like universally beloved. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. there are movies I love where I can see somebody not being into it, but I feel so right. Like I can see myself doing required viewing your show and having the utmost confidence. Like if you don't like it, you're a monster. So I have no problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I feel like uh, uh, I really love the movie L.A. Story. Uh, mm. And like there's schmaltzy stuff in that movie, but I just, I just it works for me. Mm-hmm. It works so hard. Um, and I, but I'm like, I, I, I would get, maybe I'd argue that one. That might be one where I'd be like, no, I'm going to. Yeah, I know there's a weird part where like Enya plays and they turn into little kids and like all these flowers <laughs> bloom around them. But I'm going to argue, that. I'm going to argue that it's it good. It works here. It's good. I'm going to try I to like that movie, to... but that is a movie people love and it's like, it's not quite for me. Yeah. It's, yeah, same for me. I, for some reason, I saw, I remember seeing it in the theaters as a kid. Yeah. And which always helps. Yeah. But then I, I it's one of the movies I probably watch every year or so oh interesting oh if you don't like groundhog day there's something wrong with you groundhog day i know people who don't like groundhog day because uh the repetition brings out anxiety in them oh oh well that's a and i I get that like i I get that like i don't like it because of how stressful that is Mm -hmm. to me to not be able to get out of the situation but as a movie yeah Yeah. for me like fargo if someone doesn't like that movie Mm -hmm. I, i i like ascribe really bad things to them. I'm like, oh, do you like hate women? Or like, do you yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I just turn them into a monster. And then they I have want... to go, uh, no. Uh... <laughs> I don't know why. I just... Uh... I probably react more... Like, there are certain movies probably that if someone told me they really liked, that would get a bigger, I need to convince you why that movie's bad, which is a horrible trait. Mm-hmm. But there are some <laughs> movies where I'm just like, like, only because I watched it recently, I watched Suicide Squad on a plane. Oh, that was... Like, yeah. And I would argue for even if someone's like I enjoyed it, I'd be like, great, no problem. It's horrible. It's mm-hmm. horrible. And I it they're horrible. horrible. I really enjoy Con Air. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be like, okay, if you appreciate, but like, it's a bad movie. As long as you tell me it's a bad movie, like for some, that would <laughs> be like, okay. no, but just tell me it's a bad. You need to tell me it's a bad like, movie. I, I need to hear like I enjoyed it, but I'll admit yeah, it was bad. Like, it was... I can't leave this conversation until I hear until those I, words. I, yeah. I there are certain movies, yeah, that I will like go to war and I will need to convince someone for sure, like. Crash from 2006. Mm-hmm. I will go to war with someone on that movie. Against that or bad. for? That's bad. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I do. With, uh, <laughs> no, I like if someone says they love that movie, I'm like, uh, I, I was, do it with Prometheus. I was over here going, Prometheus. what if Kelly loves I that hated movie? Prometheus so much. I hated Prometheus. Yeah, I, I also hated I Prometheus. Fight, I would fight like, it was just shit. when I was watching it, it was like the sleeping emoji and like question marks above my head where I was just yeah. like, I don't, I don't even care. I don't know what's happening and I don't care. I'm trying to think of something recently where I'd be willing to but I can't for all of these I can't imagine somebody who they're like that's my favorite that is my favorite thing or I will never I I will never understand never understand and this is very divisive we've talked about this before why do people like Twin Peaks oh I love Twin Peaks I don't understand I love Twin Peaks I've never seen it I don't like Lynch very much. I do not like Lynch. Um, but I, like but I can Mulholland see why people Drive. wouldn't like How that do you movie? like that movie? I like How? that movie. I like that movie. How? Explain to me. Oh, good. You're here. Um, I like uh, an atmospheric movie a lot. Um, and that movie is definitely like... Um, here's the thing. I don't need... Do you like it that it's multiple atmospheres? Yeah. I, I like the tone changes and I like the interpretation that I got from it. And I don't need the thing with lynch is that like sometimes for certain content like i don't need there to be like a definitive answer about like what this means and you don't get that with david lynch and i think if, if i, don't I need may that either that what kate is trying to ask is how do you get past the fact that spielberg did not direct that movie? yeah thank you yeah. Uh, I, was, spielberg. I didn't want to be the one well, to no say it's, it. it's no. okay you can say <laughs> I it appreciate it it's, it's a, just like it's a david lynch okay. spielberg co- here's collaboration. what it would have been like if spielberg had done it <laughs> we open on 
Mulholland Drive. <laughs> and it's a nice little cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere. It could yeah. be. It's like it's light just strings. Picture like <laughs> classic middle America. Mm. Middle uh, America. There's a boy on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> what's but that? what's that thumping? The water's moving. Thump. 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 Giant David Lynch is there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking. I actually, I had a moment with my mom uh, where I was like, I don't fucking understand how you think. She was watching what's the fake ET movie? The one that came after ET. Mac and oh, me. Mac, Mac and me. me. And my mom was watching it and she goes, Oh, this is so cute. And I was like, Are you crazy? I was like, What? This is horrifying. Huh. This is a, a travesty. And she was like, But the baby and the and the parents, they're reunited. And I was like, What? That's so She was like Where was she watching it? Was it just on TV? Yeah, it was on like the fucking Ion channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was just sitting. My mom does what this thing. Was it basically an ad for, or was it an McDonald's ad for McDonald's and Coca Cola? Yeah, yeah. And at yeah. the end, one of the uh, aliens gets shot, and the way that they heal him is by feeding him uh, Coca Cola, and, and then his wounds heal, and he gets up. And then there's like a kid, <laughs> not a bit. And there's a kid in a wheelchair that gets like lit on fire in an explosion. And for anyone the, listening, I just covered my mouth in shock. <laughs> and there's a there's a song and dance number in a McDonald's. Yeah, like the only, there's not it's not a musical. But there's a whole big dance number featuring like a Ronald McDonald and a bunch of very happy customers at McDonald's. Yeah. Wow. It's great. Wow. And then it ends with, um, so they uh, there's oh a God. scene where they become American citizens. <laughs> All the aliens. They, the aliens? Yeah. And then it oh, there's ends multiple? With, it's a family. It's a whole oh, family. Oh, family of But aliens. it's like people in these outfits. Yeah. Okay. And they get in this convertible and they're driving down the highway and you know, we pull back on, it's probably a helicopter shot. And one of them is like chewing gum and they blow a bubble. And then in bad animation, the bubble um, uh, turns into a, like a caption that says, I believe, we'll be, be back. back. Like as if like this movie's going to be such a hit, people are going to demand another Mac. Oh, and, and it's the God. funniest presumption at the end of the, just the biggest piece it's of shit. Hubris. It's wow. really funny. The scene where they're like, um, so they're in like a group swearing in thing where they get to be citizens. You see the whole ceremony? You see that end of the, the swearing. Yeah, in. the end of it. Oh, so you don't watch them take the and test. No. The, <laughs> the aliens have been like nude this entire time. Yeah. And they're wearing and now they're like, wearing Hawaiian nice, shirts. American nice family outfit, <laughs> yeah. basically. Which, so and you don't think it's weird until you're revealed, oh, they were naked. They were naked. Like where whatever their genitals are, we saw them. Yeah. That's mm. the part I didn't like. Yeah, I was like, oh I, yeah. <laughs> I had multiple conversations <laughs> with my dad where he would pitch a movie like we have to go you have to see this movie like he he bothered me so much he he for 20 minutes of a phone call would not stop talking about don't mess with the zohan (laughs) would not stop talking about it wow loved it he loved it and we went to the theater to see it when he came for a visit he'd seen it (laughs) once maybe twice before he was like no diminishing returns let's go back that was that experience for him of just like watching, just experiencing the crushing disappointment of everyone oh he was God. with not Hating liking the it. movie. What a, oh, that's or such like, a disappointing I thing I went for him. to visit him and he was so excited to show me Seven Year Itch. And it is a good movie. I can see why people like this movie. Weird movie to insist yeah. that you watch with your yeah. daughter. Child. Yeah. yeah. Or insisted I go see Zach and Mary make a porno. Huh. Oh my God. Why? Why? Why, 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 why? No idea. Dad, no. Mm. Not appropriate. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Dark jokes. Dark jokes. Gallows humor. You're mm-hmm. one of the hardy boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think, I mean, God, we've strayed. I think we've tapped. Well, I would like to know, um, what was your favorite Hardy Boys book when you were little? <laughs> I going to say, what was your favorite Hardy Boy? Yeah. <laughs> what Choose. was your Are favorite you Hardy Boy? Frank or Team Joe? <laughs> it's too hard to remember because they are all the same. Mm. Okay. Um, so uh, I can remember things from Slight them. details? Yeah. And I remember really liking one where there was a passageway behind a grandfather clock. Uh-huh. That's why you kept mentioning that, it. Yeah. That triggered my, like, you know, that kid mind where there always might be something amazing in the room. You know? Uh, yes. I love yeah, that, that is feeling a, is a wonderful I feeling. Think universal kid yes. feeling. Like, and like I would go in the in the woods behind my house or, I, or I, when, I, when I lived on the farm, I'd walk around and like go out just sort of away from the house and, or into the barn and knowing like there might be a passageway here mm-hmm. uh, or I might find something in these woods. And that one, I remember really being like that. And I remember being around the same time that I learned the town I grew up in New Hampshire uh, had a large, uh, there were a lot of buildings that were part of the underground railroad um, as people oh, made wow. their way to Canada because there were a lot of older buildings and it was, uh, an, uh, I guess, an abolitionist enclave. So there were a lot of old buildings there in town where there were hidden basement rooms and stuff. That's so cool. Um, and I remember learning about that and that was like knowing that that was true and oh my God, what could be there? Anything uh, coupled with in my house uh, for a while, I, uh, I, I grew up on this horse farm um, for a good chunk of my childhood, built in 1850, very old. Farm has me a big barn, and I was playing in the barn when I was little and young. Um, and I remember like squeezing. There were places you could like get to, mm-hmm. uh, and I squeezed into this small little storage room that was like it was almost like they built it wrong, so they had this extra space, and just found a uh, unmarked uh, little. So probably child's uh, gravestone <gasps> that had never been used. That was just like in there um, when we like moved Like saving down. it? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, wow. And so like the combination of that being in the barn and there being these like areas that you could like squeeze into and being like, what is it? What is this? Mm-hmm. Like really that triggered that for me. There's a book that that r- reminds me of. What is, is it? Is it a Hardy Boys book? It's called Time Windows. Oh. No. I mean, it sounds like you made it up. Time window. You're, you're, you're like, time, time was written by yeah. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, yeah, that totally is like, God, every kid wants to imagine, or at least even, even experience in your yeah. case, like being able to touch like either the past or like something secret or different. It's the Goonies thing. Yeah. It's the like, totally. hey, I smashed this frame and there was a map and it leads to it. Like, yeah. When you're a kid, that is because you don't know stuff. There's so much unknown stuff out there, so it's, yeah. it's very possible. Like, like I was Narnia. obsessed with, yeah, UFOs yes. and, and Bigfoot and all that. I loved that stuff because Me it too. meant that there were things to be found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most of the <clears throat> original Hardy Boys are like mild property crime. A lot of burglaries. <laughs> they'd have to catch a thief. Uh, there were a lot of smugglers, um, but it'd always be like out by the coast in a lighthouse, or they'd find a cave. Yeah. And oh my gosh, we saw this boat and like that sort of stuff around. And as it went on, they would go more afield and they'd travel and stuff. But the ones I always liked were just like. Stuff that felt like that could happen in Keene, New Hampshire. It's just, some, you know, like this weird yeah. thing's in the woods and they fixed it. Yeah. I remember my favorite Nancy Drew one was like, she finds some weird thing in a tree. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's nothing that is, you know, once you're, once people are like, as a kid, I didn't like this because no one was going to shoot an Uzi at me. Yeah. And if they did, my response would be to die. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. to you... karate chop somebody. Yeah. You're like, that's not me. But, I might be able to find the secret latch in the storage room. <laughs> you know, like that. I, I think that's why it appealed to me. That's such a different uh, mindset, I bet, though, than any kid now. 
Maybe, yeah. Well, because you get to interact with like um, like fantasy in a different way with like video games and like that kind of stuff. And especially yeah. with like highly immersive video games because it's like you get to be that and yeah. you get to like pretend. I mean, it's all like I fucking wonder, West Yeah, because a thing I wished a lot when this is a little more secret garden-y, but like finding like an old skeleton key. Yes. And, yes. Like, oh my like, God, out in the woods or something. And then it unlocks a door in a tree and you walk through it or whatever. Like, oh, cool. do do little kids still have fantasies like that? I'm sure they do. Like, because especially in like growing, I mean, I always speak to how I grew up and I grew up in a, a somewhat rural area. And so there were woods to be explored and you would find shit. You know what I mean? Like there was, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you could find that. Uh, and I have to imagine that still triggers to still a certain live degree. There. And especially when you look at stuff like, even when you look at media, that kids, obviously it's very popular with adults too, but like Adventure Time is really popular with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, especially a lot of that show that seems show. it's entirely that, <laughs> yeah. that same feeling of we're going to go on an adventure. That's true. He's yeah. constantly finding new swords. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on. It's a good show, but like there, there is still that like, I think one of the reasons I like it is because it feels like as a kid, I would have lost my fucking mind yeah, I, because yes. he's a kid with his brother who happens to be a dog yeah and they just go out and find shit and, the and universe then is crazy yeah it's it's a it's a earth after it's been destroyed so they're yeah. constantly finding things like oh yeah. it's an old rusty out car and what does mm-hmm. that mean like yeah i think that might be that same thing yeah I whenever think it i is, speculate yeah. about what kids are into it's not i think in the old way of like well i don't understand these yeah. kids today it's more like Am I making assumptions that they're exactly like me? Yes. Or have they changed? Yeah. Or am I wrong about how much I understand kids? Yeah. I mean, that's an important question to ask yourself. Otherwise, you write a book like Hardy Boys Case Files, number one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I I was on Anthony King and Will Hines' podcast, Don't Get Me Started, and I was talking about Mr. Rogers, and Anthony brought up the fact that his kids had never seen Looney Tunes, Mm. and was like too violent for them yeah and i can't remember a time when looney tunes ever seemed violent to me or i didn't understand i I remember my parents not liking me watching tom and jerry because it was too violent yeah my parents thought they were too mean to each other i mean clearly mr rogers would have agreed yeah (laughs) i was his whole thing i I think they're probably like i uh i have two uh, nieces who are twins and they're three and a half or almost four uh and when i saw them the other a couple weeks ago uh we were talking to them about something and they had gone to the, um, seen this, uh, this space shuttle at the museum mm-hmm. downtown. And so we went outside and we're like, well, let's go look at the moon. Uh, and the moon was not there. Uh, so we're like, oh shit. Um, oh so shit, we have to find like, the moon. Great. I was like, oh, but that's Mars and that's Venus. And I was able to point that out to them. And they did the last, like, okay, kids are still the same. Cause she was like, uh, I don't like Venus because it has volcanoes on it. I like Jupiter. That's my yeah. favorite planet. And it was, I was like, great. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Great. They're looking at yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's that same. Like I remember that being like, "You fool!" Ankylosaurus is the best dinosaur. Yeah, and I can tell you yes. why. <laughs> yeah. I yes, and clinging to like a specific yes. thing. It's not so much yeah. things like that. Like I I know that the nature of children would would not change, but the media of the, children the, has changed so drastically. Or the culture of children. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and like the, so things like Looney Tunes are. I know so many old cartoons that are completely not of my generation, like Mr. Magoo or Woody yeah. Woodpecker, um, you know, mm-hmm. Rocky and Bullwinkle, because they were constantly on reruns. But now, like, 
kids aren't subjected to like syndicated reruns of shows. They can have whatever they On want. Demand, yeah. yeah. So they can have Daniel Tiger yeah. or whatever they want, whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder about that. Like that's a loss of intergenerational language, pop culture language that like me and my parents would have, but like now me and a kid yeah. wouldn't have. I mean, I guess if you had a kid, you'd be watching that stuff with them maybe so like, like i'm not going to introduce my kid to mr magoo who needs that <laughs> no no <laughs> so now but, we I mean, just could introduce they just don't know to like your thing yeah my thing for sure but like that sort of like universal yeah. like yeah. everybody we knows, all like, know that you thing. say mr magoo the, and you know yeah. you're talking about a blind old man who runs into things yeah. but it's okay That's yeah great fit yeah hilarious so yeah he always mm-hmm. thinks those coat racks are just pretty ladies. And yep. he's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they, showed, they showed a Mr. So Magoo sad. cartoon in front of a movie um, at the Vista. And I can't remember what the movie was. But we were cracking up. The yeah. cartoon was so funny. Yeah. And it's just the same bit over, over and over, over again. Over. Yeah. Uh, maybe I will show my kids Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Do it. I just changed my mind. Here we go. We're learning. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we covered the book. Any final thoughts, Bertie? Um, terrorism is bad, mm-hmm. and the only way to stop it is two stunningly white teenagers. Yeah. 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 Just clomping around, chippy-chopping everybody. Kicking, chopping, mm-hmm. getting maced in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maced That's in the, the face. That's the only way. That's the yeah. only way we can stop the terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Um, my takeaway relates back to what we are just talking about, which is that if somebody doesn't recognize your pop culture reference, they might be a terrorist. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Like, if people listen to this, mm-hmm. and they don't know who Mr. Magoo is. You're probably not from this country. And Might be a sleeper have, cell. Yeah, yeah. And you have ill intentions. Yeah. Cool. Kelly, what are your what's your takeaway? Um, basically, it's better to go out in a car bomb than, yeah. than <laughs> to have stick a around, boyfriend. Than to stick around with fucking Frank and Joe. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I think Iola had it the easiest out of everybody. Yeah, she Blaze she of Glory. Mm-hmm. She, she, Car bomber Joe. I, I She's on the cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. There she is in the flames. Oh. Um, cool. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, Bernie. Uh, next week, we are reading Christopher Pike's Road to Nowhere. Yay. Yay. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, oh, uh, if you can figure out how to get CISO, uh, <laughs> a streaming <laughs> uh, television service. Uh, there's a show called Bajillion Dollar Properties on it. Uh, and I, I've I've written for it and directed a bunch of episodes, and it's really fun. It's uh, created by Kulap Belasak from the Who Charted podcast. It's it's great. Check it out. Awesome. awesome. And if you don't know how to get to CISO, just go to a show at UCB. You'll have to watch ads. You'll for it. have to be told over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. cool. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Weird. If you, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was super weird. That kind of changed this whole like, thing you, like, for me. Merged into one. I was person. having fun until that, and now I cannot wait to leave. <laughs> Oh, we always lose them at the end. <laughs> right, right with our oh, sign-off. So close. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, you could follow us on Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. Uh, on Instagram, Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. And chat with Gmail. us on our Facebook. We like oh, to yeah, talk yeah. with you guys. Um, if you have anything that you want us to cover, let us know. Mm-hmm. And just stay being you. In 2017. Stay not ever changing. Stay not ever changing. Always same. Teen Creeps out.